Welcome to this edition of the Mean Business Podcast, where you get the knowledge you need to take your local business to the next level. Subscribe now to the Mean Business Podcast, where we are always kind, but we mean business. And now, your host, Keith Carpenter. Hey, Keith Carpenter here, and welcome back to the Mean Business Podcast. This is episode five, and today we're going to be talking about call to action buttons that actually cause action, right? Makes sense. And the cool part about this episode is this is kind of the final piece of the triad. You had your headline, The Promise, in episode three. We talked about the subheadline in episode four. And today, we're going to finish off that triad with a killer call to action. Now, there's a few things we're going to be going over today. Number one, what exactly is a call to action and where do you put it on the website so that you get the best results? Number two, we're going to talk about the perfect color for your call to action button so that your audience sees it and can click on it. And finally, we're going to talk about what do you write on your call to action button? What do you use for words on the button to get people to actually take action right now? Before we jump into that, I just want to let you know I'm going to San Diego. I'm escaping the heat of Phoenix. It's 115 degrees here. Going to San Diego for a few days, coming back at the end of the week, and then I'm going to go ahead and work on episode six, get that recorded uh, when I get back. So if you are a first-time listener, you're new to the podcast, go ahead and catch up on some past episodes uh, because this is all going in a sequential order, uh, and it's making it so that you can go through and start applying the stuff that we're talking about here in each episode. So number one, what is a call to action and where should you put it? Okay. Well, the call to action is often referred to as a CTA. So if you see the letters CTA just stands for call to action. And you know, the call to action is right up there with a headline, right? In terms of the importance of it, when it comes to the words on your page, right? It's right up there. It should be thought about uh, and should be pondered over to make sure that you're using the right words on your call to action. You know, at the end of the day, the call to action is really just a button or it's a link with words, right? Underline that they can click on. Um, You have seen call to actions every day. Things like buy now, right? You see that a lot. Click here, uh, get started, add to cart is a popular one or schedule now if you're scheduling appointments, right? All of those are call to actions. Now, before we dive into uh, the color and what to write and all that, I want to take a 30,000 foot look at what a call to action is. And it really is the next step in your process. Okay. I want you to get that in there. It's the next step in your process, right? Now, the problem and challenge is many businesses out there don't really have a process online, right? They have a contact form and then a dead end, right? They fill out a contact form. It says, thank you. We'll get back to you. And that's a dead end, right? Now that's very, very problematic. And we're going to talk more about how to avoid the dead end and how to create a perfect path in a future episode. But that's what most people are using for a process. Contact us, right? Um, That's really not a powerful call to action. When you have a process, there's an exciting next step that your prospect gets to take, right? And it really should be the exact thing that they want to do next, right? For instance, even if it's just get a free quote, right? Because if they're sold on you and your company and everything sounds great, the next step is they're probably going to want to know how much is this going to cost. So that makes sense that if I want a price, I'm going to follow your next step. So think of the call to action as the logical next step in your process, right? And it should be something that they want to do. 
Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you a really cool call to action that I love. Um, and it's innovative, which makes it really uh, awesome. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about in just a second. So now that you know what a call to action is, where do you put it on your page? And that's a great question. So first of all, I'd say a call to action in the upper right-hand corner is always a must for me, right? It's one of those things where we become used to seeing a call to action up there um, and we want to kind of go with the flow on that and put a call to action in the right-hand corner. A lot of times you're going to see a call to action button right below the subheadline in the triad, right? So uh, you got the headline and promise. You told them how you make their life better with your headline. You were very clear about what you offer with your subheadline. Now it's time to be clear about the next step in the process. Now, keep in mind, if you do these three things correctly, you're going to increase your conversion immediately, right? I'm sure you can see by now, if you do these three things right, boom, instant increase in conversion. You're going to be absolutely blown away by how many people come to the site, read the headline and the subhead, then click that button to get started, right? Especially referrals, right? Referrals are, they're half sold, right? But they need you to bring them the rest of the way. And a setup like we're talking about is going to get the job done. I feel like many people miss out on a lot of referrals and they just don't realize it because out of sight, out of mind, right? You didn't know about it. So, you know, you just don't know about it. And one more thing about the call to action button is just leave some white space or empty space around it so it stands out, right? We really want it to be super clear what the next step is in the process. Okay, next, let's talk about perfect color right? I literally obsessed over this for years. So you don't have to do that, right? I don't want you to obsess over the color. Um, It's something that many people have pontificated and wrote blog posts about. And it's there's so much information out there. Orange is the best or this color is the best. The truth is, when it comes to call to action buttons or links, it's really more about contrast than it is about color. Remember that it's more about contrast than it is about color right? Like green is going to contrast off of a black background really nicely, right? Whereas a super dark gray isn't, it's going to blend in. So if your website has a color palette, right, then you're going to want to use uh, a color that contrasts off of the background color, right? So um, there's no super hard, fast rule. But when you look at that page within two or three seconds, you want to make sure that that call to action button stands out. It's contrasting the surrounding colors and it looks more important because you put some space around it and people realize, Hey, this is the next step. Uh, but if it contrasts the page, you're going to be in good shape. So don't obsess about the color. It's not that important. What's important is that the color you do choose contrasts nicely off the background. Okay. Now, finally, number three, what do you write on this call to action? Right? So now I want you to think of the call to action as sort of the climax to the pitch, right? They're, they're most likely on a sales page, right? So you've, you've sold them on what you offer. This is like the climax or it's kind of like the punchline to a joke, right? Is you don't want to leave them hanging wondering, what do I do next? This sounds amazing. Like, how do I get my hands on this? Right. And I see that way too often where there's this great message. It sounds great, but what do I do? Where do I go? And the subconscious brain that's operating when someone's on a website, needs to be told exactly what to do. Now, the words that you use on this call to action button should be specific to your audience, right? Specific to your target audience. You're going to keep it short and sweet, and it's going to make a ton of sense to them when they see it that this is the next thing I have to do. 
Now, just some general advice when it comes to call to actions. The first thing I would always say is try to incentivize them, right? Why should they click this button? Now, you can't always do this, but you can sometimes. So let's think of a few that you might use that you'd incentivize. You might say something like, click now to save 20%, right? Or get your free PDF now, right? Or something like reveal the promo code, okay? All of these have a benefit built into them, right? If I click now, I save 20%, right? If I click now, I get the free PDF. Or if I click now, I get a promo code revealed to me, right? Those type of buttons are absolutely huge. Incentivized buttons are going to really work well. Now, as a side note, um, you want to keep the, the, the button short and sweet, but also we have a benefit button inside our SpeedMobi website editor, which is really cool. It has two lines of text, right? So on top, you can say what they get. And then below, you can say what it does for them, right? So, you know, get your free PDF now to discover the three secrets to, you know, yada, yada, right? So inside SpeedMobi, if you're a SpeedMobi client, there is a benefit button. It's really cool. Just type in benefit button in the widget section, and you can use that on your website. Now, one thing that's important when it comes to call to actions is you want it to be a command without being rude or super forceful, right? It's somewhere between a strong suggestion and then a forceful command, right? It's like at this point, they need to be told exactly what to do and they need it to be somewhat forceful, somewhat suggestive, but very clear. And so I would recommend thinking command. You're commanding them to go do something at this point. A few examples of this would be something like share this post, right? Or join our newsletter, maybe subscribe for more deals. We're telling them it's a vert. We're, we're basically giving them a command, right? Do this, share this, join this, subscribe for more deals, right? So command them to do what you want them to do. And it's going to work out really well for you. One side note is avoid words that weaken the call to action, like please, right? A call to action is not the time to use please, right? There are times to use your manners and use the word please, but when you're writing a call to action, it's got no place in there, right? It's a weak word. It's not a command. We want to command them to do it because we've sold them on what we offer. They trust us and we want to say, go do this now, get this, share this, do this. You know, at the end of the day, words really do matter, right? The words that we use make a huge difference in what type of conversion we're going to get. So some of my favorite words to use on call to actions are words like free, right? Free is probably the best word in marketing. Everybody loves free stuff. Uh, New, we love new things, right? Now is a good word, right? That's commandy, right? Go do this now. Um, You is a great word, right? Uh, To use guarantee uh, is a great word to use. So those are some good words to use on your call to action. Now, once you've sat down, kind of brainstorm what the next step in the process is, what can you write that's a command uh, that has some of these words in it that really makes sense to the buyer, the next step is to validate it, right? You have to validate and test, okay? The reality is, I don't care who you talk to, if they're being honest, they're going to let you know it's all guesswork, right? You can make an educated guess, but you're still guessing, right? You have to try a variation and test it for like 30 days or 60 days, right? Depending on the traffic and then switch it up and see which one wins, right? It's called a, an AB test, right? Or a split test. So 
Um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But once you do write it, you might want to write a couple of versions. You're probably going to have several versions of your call to action, several different options. Try a couple of them, test it out, see which one actually gets you the button click the most and the most action on the other side. Now, real quickly, I want to share a quick story with you about a gentleman named Robert Cialdini. And Robert Cialdini uh, was a professor at Arizona, Arizona State. Um, he's well known for writing books. One of those books is called Influence. And he had these six triggers of human behavior that he talks about. Right. So if you want to Google it, Google Robert Cialdini, six triggers of human behavior. One of those triggers is something he calls commitment consistency. Okay. Commitment consistency. And what happens with commitment consistency is he says, when somebody takes an action, they're more likely to take the following actions because of that first action. They remain committed and consistent with their previous decision, right? Such as clicking on your call to action button, right? Once they click that, they're moving. You've got them moving in the right direction. And an object in motion tends to stay in motion. So According to Robert Cialdini and according to many experiments we've done, getting somebody to enter a piece of, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, you go to a, a lead generation website, you're searching for a window company. The very first question a lot of times is what's your zip code, right? Just one piece of information, not your name, not your phone number, not your email address. What's your zip code or some innocuous question like that. That's important, but it makes you feel comfortable enough to put it in. And then you go to the next step, right? And they know that by doing that, they have a very high likelihood of you continuing down the journey, okay? So remember that commitment consistency, that's why it's so important to write a, a call to action that gets them to click because if they do, you've got a much better chance of them taking those next steps. Now, I wanna mention I have a link in the show notes uh, here for this show and it has an example. Uh, there's like 50 examples of some great call to actions. Uh, it's a HubSpot blog uh, that I had saved as a reference and I pulled it out of the archives. Uh, and as I went through that blog uh, in the past, I've, I've seen some CTAs that I liked and I've seen some that I felt that I could improve. Um, I'm interested to see if you go through and notice some weak ones based on what we're talking about um, and at least get some ideas for your own call to actions. It's, it's a good resource, um, so go check that out. Now, one of the most important things, in my opinion, and based on testing in real life experience, about a call to action is it's got to be innovative. And what do I mean by that? Well, innovative meaning that strategy plays a huge role when it comes to call to action, right? I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say I'm a kitchen remodeler and I sell you on my sales page on choosing me. I covered everything. I answered your questions, covered your objections, and then I have my call to action. I know that you are interested in a kitchen, a new kitchen, I know that you're probably thinking to yourself, hey, I'd love to see what my new kitchen would look like, right? And so a great call to action would be get your free 3D rendering, right? I'm throwing that out there. I'd probably work on that. But the idea, get your free 3D rendering of your project, right? Get your three free, your free 3D project, um, you know, uh, graphic or however you want to word that. But, but that's probably a next step that I want to take, Right. If I'm sold, the next step is, hey, show me the goods. Show me what you're going to build for me. That's exciting. In fact, that would probably release some dopamine, endorphins, and all kinds of other stuff, uh, anticipating getting that back from them. So I'm probably excited to fill that out. I'm excited to click that button and give you the information so that I can get my 3D rendering. 
right? How well do you think that call to action would work, right? If you are looking for a kitchen, well, it works amazing because we have clients that really use that in the real world. But here's the challenge. That call to action requires that the business owner actually has that technology available, right? To produce a beautiful 3D rendering of the project, right? And that takes innovation and it takes strategy, but it works way better than a call to action that's boring like call me or contact us because there's something in it for them at the end. It's really the logical next step, isn't it? I mean, they're probably literally thinking to themselves, this company sounds amazing, but I wonder what my space would look like, right? With all these improvements and all this, and then boom, get your free 3D rendering. (laughs) Well, I think I will, says the customer, right? They're, They're on board. That's what they want. And the client is now taken off the street. They're turned into a lead. And if the business owner is with the times and new strategies, they used online scheduling to sift, right? To sift the highly motivated people from the tire kickers, right? Does that make sense, right? They use a scheduling software after the information is given for the 3D rendering so that they can sift out the people that aren't motivated and so that they're not spending a ton of time doing 3D renderings for people that aren't even going to go ahead and schedule a call to meet with them and go over it, right? So that's another trick we're going to talk more about later. And it goes along with the perfect path formula is create a perfect path and then eliminate the need to have to call 10 leads, right? If I get 10 leads, I got to call them all. If I get three appointments or five appointments and the other five didn't schedule, maybe I call them later, but I've found my motivated buyers, right? I've pushed the tire kickers aside and I've let the motivated buyers raise their hand. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So I hope you get some ideas for your call to actions and maybe you're going to even innovate your conversion process, right? You innovate it to increase your conversions and increase your profits. Think outside the box. Think what they would want to do next, right? Think what that next step would be. Think how you can provide. I'll give you another quick one. Um, Roofing companies, right? A lot of roofing companies now are doing their estimates not in the home because people don't want them in the home. They're doing their estimates remotely, right? So using a call to action that lets them know, get your quote without having a salesman come out to the house, right? Some way of wording that is going to perform very well, right? Because it's going to give you the ability, but you have to innovate, right? Maybe you're using a drone to go up over the house, or maybe you're using satellite technology, which is what most, most people are using, right? But that takes innovation in the process. And it takes thinking about what they need, what they want, putting their needs and wants ahead of yours, right? That's really the only way ever to write great copy is put yourself in their shoes, get inside their head and literally enter the conversation that's already going on in their mind. So let's recap, right? You now know what a call to action is, right? It's a button or a link on your page that tells them the next step. You know, the perfect color is there is no perfect color. It's really a color that contrasts the background is going to get you the best performance. And then thirdly, what to write, on your call to action, what words to use and what mindset and strategy and innovation you can bring to those words. Okay. So now as a crescendo to this episode, I want to share a little bit of brain science with you. Okay. Because it's the exact three things that your customer is thinking before they click on the button. Okay. Again, you notice I'm always talking about what the person's thinking because it's so important to get inside their mind. And as you're about to see, Uh, It's really more important than being just innovative. It's about satisfying the needs of that person. So here's the deal. According to a gentleman named Andrew Huberman, he's a brain scientist. I believe he's a brain scientist. Um, I saw him on uh, a couple podcasts 
And he talks about this thing about when people make a decision to do something like click on your call to action button, they need to know three things. There's three pressing issues in their mind that they need to know, or you're probably not going to get as high a compliance as you normally would, right? These three things, and I would write this down, are called duration, path, and outcome, okay? Duration, path, and outcome. Number one, duration, right? How long is this going to take? If you think about it, you and I think of the same thing, right? When we're we're going to do something, we're like, how long is this going to take, right? So that's the first one. How long is this going to take? What's the duration? Number two is the path, right? What do I have to do to get this thing? Okay, it's going to take X amount of time. Well, what do I have to do? right? What steps do I have to take? Do I have to do this or do I have to do that? Uh, I need to know exactly what you want me to do and what I'm going to have to do in order to get it. And number three is the outcome, right? What can I expect after I do these things, right? After I invest the time and I take the steps, what is my expectation? Now, I'll give you a perfect example of where this plays in with price, right? We're going to dig deeper into this duration path outcome in the future, because it's very important. It plays into a lot of things that we do, but I wanted to throw it in here because it's so relevant, right? If you want someone to click your call to action, of course, first and foremost, you got to make sure your sales message is strong, right? And we'll talk about that more in a future episode. But aside from that, follow the rules outlined in this episode, right? Answer the duration path outcome question on your sales page so they can feel confident taking that next step, right? Let them know this is how long it takes. This is what you have to do. And this is what you can expect when you do that, right? And remember, a confused mind doesn't buy, right? They just don't buy. So follow this guideline, get more people to click your call to actions, buy your products and interact with your business and get your conversion rates as high as possible, which is going to make you as profitable as you possibly can be. So that's it for this episode. As always, thank you for joining me here on the Mean Business Podcast. I'm so excited to keep making episodes for you, sharing the information, and I can't wait to hear back from you. So as always, go to training.speedmobi.com forward slash subscribe. That's training, T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G dot speedmobi.com forward slash subscribe. Get on the list so we can communicate. I'm also gonna be able to let you know when new episodes get released. Um, and you'll be able to reach out to me with questions, concerns, comments, whatever it might be. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate you and I hope you have a great day.